one spot for our Wednesday. Every Wednesday at this time, we talk with Scott Maxwell. And Mr. Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. He finally made contact with me. I sent up a couple of texts because uh, North Carolina got booted out of the NCAA hey. basketball yes. tournament. And, you know, I was a little bit concerned and I hadn't heard it. I said, I'm sorry, there's always next season. Didn't hear anything. Then I sent him another one, don't jump. And uh, finally, uh, finally, you made contact. I was getting worried about you there for a while, Scott. I had to leave the country for a little bit, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a Gator. I know how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, we're not we're not UVA. We weren't the 16-1 uh, defeat, but yeah, it was, it was sad. But you know what's exciting? It's, this is fun. Good for basketball. We got what is it? Loyola, 11 seed coming. Yeah, 11 seed Loyola with the you know with the with the nun with the sister. Yeah, I don't think there's a. Uh, school left on this hemisphere uh, of the same hemisphere as Florida anymore. But uh, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what'd you do? Take a cruise? I did. You and like that, that don't you? I, 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 I have no desire whatsoever. Well, Jim, you just gotta you read your book, you have a drink, <laughs> you take a nap. I read Razor Girl by Carl Hyacin. His yeah, latest one. It's fun. Yeah. Good one. It's good. It's good stuff. He's always and, good. Uh, and uh, my wife read, like, I think five books. She speed reads. She doesn't remember anything after she reads it. But, she, boy, she enjoys it. I got a little son, which I normally don't do. Gained yeah. a couple pounds. But, uh, yeah, but it was real crap because uh, <laughs> Carolina lost as we were pulling out of port. Oh, well, like, yeah, okay. Now, this is yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Turn that exactly. frown upside down. So, but I just headed straight to the bar, got my first mojito. It's all good. There you go. Let me get to your column today. Your column today is essentially about... Now, the state of Florida is cutting, I was aghast when I read your column today, the amount of funding uh, that the legislature and the governor and I guess the other agencies are cutting when it comes to funding for the arts. I mean, just an incredible amount of money. And, you know, I've always had the idea, and I think you agree with me, arts bring big businesses and corporations to, to an area even more so than other things like sports teams, believe it or not. Oh, abs- that's absolutely. I mean, you, that study after study has shown that the benefit for arts of society, uh, they, they make people, they make businesses come, they make millennials stay, they make students smarter, they help uh, raise test scores, uh, they open, I mean, j- you just go on. I mean, there, there's a reason that every great society, back to the days of the ancient Romans and Greeks, have invested in arts. And we're not talking about, you know, everything, you know, as much as schools or healthcare or anything like that but this this is this is something that both parties have have long embraced uh, when Jeb Bush was running everybody you've just uh, done that but then they have whittled away and over the last like 5 years mm-hmm. the uh, the amount of money that has gone to organizations arts organizations we're talking about things like the Orlando Shakespeare Theater the Holocaust Center uh, up in Maitland the uh, the Polachek the Museum of Art the Dr. Phillips Center but but more of these smaller organizations there's always been a, a tiny amount we're, we're talking about it's, it's relatively small. I think the amount I said that until this year, it was three one-hundredths of a percent yeah. is what they did. It was $25 million is what they were. And then this year with virtually no warning, I, I did not read a single story about it until after uh, it had happened. They cut that by 90%. 
So it is now $2 million for the entire state of Florida. That's, uh, what are we, the third largest state in America, second one, uh, to go out. And so that every organization that had already been qualified, now once again, this isn't just a handout. The state has these, these standards. You have to prove you serve this many people. Maybe you serve school children. Maybe you serve indigent. After you get graded, you're qualified. Every group that is qualified will now get 6% of what they were qualified to get. Uh, and that's going to go everywhere from the panhandle to the keys. We have to prove anything. The tourist industry doesn't have to prove anything to the state legislature when they're looking for some kind of tax advantage. I never yeah, heard no. of them having to, you know, t- to jump through any kind of hoops. No, I mean, I, and I, let I, me tell you, Jim, if, if they even talk, as we've seen over the past two years, if they even talk about taking one nickel from the, the advertising budget which, uh, for tourism, which is, by the way, completely a subsidy of a for-profit in, industry, which is one, one that is doing gangbusters by all indications, uh, I, sh- I should add, if they ever talk about re- taking, reducing by one nickel, CEOs from this state storm the Capitol. And make sure that they don't. And yet, this past year, there wasn't a boo. Nobody said squat uh, about this, even though when you get these same CEOs, they say the same thing you did. They know. They know that it, it affects that they lose their 30-somethings, their 40-somethings, their families. They can't recruit people if you don't have an arts and culture scene uh, going, uh, going on. Uh, and so that's part of why I decided to get the, uh, the head of the Florida Chamber of Commerce uh, on the phone and say, you know, basically, where, where, where were you, bub? I know when you come into my editorial board, you talk about how this is good, but I didn't see you doing anything. And uh, I was a little surprised when he, for the, over the course of 15 minutes, said, you're right, you're right, you're right, we can do better. Well, that doesn't and, do any good. No, it, it took the wind out of my sail a little bit. He yeah. keep arguing with somebody when they keep doing that. But what I can do is I can put his name in the paper, and I can say thank you, and we will be watching next year. I think there's a little bit more pressure. But keep in mind, this is one of the things when people are now getting worked up, and got, and you got to get worked up. And, and you know what? It's not just about the arts or culture. If you care about something, you got to get off your ass and do something. Because let me tell you, the gun people, they're doing it. You know, when, when, you, when you see uh, like tourism, they're doing it. When you see these things that get money, it's because they have people. Uh, and lots of, yes, they have money and they have lobbyists, but they get up in people's faces. And democracy is not a spectator sport. It's participatory. And until you get up there and say, hey, let me tell you something, I give a wit about what the Holocaust Center is doing uh, after uh, something like the riots in, in, in up in uh, Virginia Tech when they're, when they're having a, a forum here, when they're bringing, they're helping understand what the Holocaust was and why we don't want to repeat. There's value in that representative Bob Cortez, who happens to represent that district, for example. And if you let it get whacked by 90%, I'm voting against you, and I'm going to tell eight of my friends to vote against you. That's what the NRA does. Yeah. Didn't you, uh, didn't you report today, I think, on your website that there seems to be some kind of sea change politically when it comes to Seminole County, which has been, I mean, just strictly Republican for decades now. And you are intimating or making the observation that it's becoming a little bit more, what, purple or possibly could in the next couple of years turn blue. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We had a, um, a, you and I have talked a lot about how Democrats just, they, they often lose races before they even start because they don't even try. Right. Or they find, you know, these these raggedy candidates who, you know, barely put on their pants and uh, to, <laughs> to run for office. Uh, and, and for the first time, we're seeing energy in, in a lot of different places. And Seminole County, which has been traditionally Republican, and when I say traditionally Republican, I mean I don't think there's been a Democrat elected. Maybe I think there was one elected to the school board like uh, 15 years ago. Right. Uh, 
uh, was the last time. They are actually getting energetic, and they have uh, already filed candidates. And for the most part, they look like solid, legitimate candidates in every one of the legislative races. And it's partly because of you know the the seed changes you mentioned, the seed change, excuse me, in uh, the politics. But it's also because the numbers are changing, and it is a purplish county now. A, Republicans used to dominate in that county, but I think Martin Comas, who he's the guy who covers uh, Seminole Force, he wrote a story that sh- that said over the last 15 years. Uh, the number of Republicans registered in Seminole County went up by 1%, mm. while Democrats went up by 25%. Right. So now it's like a four-point different, which is almost a tie. It's still a definitely a uh, Republican, and they vote redder uh, than they do, uh, you know, than, than necessarily those things would show. But for the first time, I think Democrats are realizing we got to compete. It, co- it goes right back to what we were saying before. It's a participatory, participatory uh, event politics, and uh, they're actually getting people. And I, if I was one of those reps, I might be nervous because a lot of times – They've coasted back into office without any real competition. So the governor may be right around the corner, is right around the corner, I should say, from throwing his hat in the ring to run for the United States Senate against incumbent Bill Nelson. Were you surprised by Governor Scott's signing or even the legislature's uh, passing of the gun control, you know, Mm -hmm. their version of gun control? I mean, gun gun restrictions as 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 they are right now. Uh, Not really. Uh, I mean, in some in some aspects, from the arch of history, if you told me they passed something, anything that the NRA didn't want, yes, I would have said last year uh, that would have surprised me. But there, there, you could not argue with the fact that there were children uh, slaughtered in the middle of their legislative session, and they couldn't do nothing. And what they ended up doing was really minimal. It had to do with bump stocks and uh, age limits. These are not the two things people that are asking for the most, which are universal background checks, which everyone wants, and uh, high capacity, uh, banning high capacity weapons, which mm-hmm. most people uh, want. So I, I don't think uh, I was too surprised because it wasn't any of that groundbreaking stuff. But it, yes, it was uh, something. And that I think it teed up the governor to feel a look uh, for the race you're talking about as a U.S. senator. But I'll tell you, if you missed it, uh, related to that, one of the more interesting things, though, uh, which I'm, I'm still scratching my head over a little bit. Did you see that Marco Rubio yesterday, he's our Republican senator, so Rick Scott is the Republican governor who wants to challenge our Democratic senator, uh, Bill Nelson, uh, was asked if he was going to uh, support Rick Scott in the race, and he, uh, Rubio basically said, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I work pretty well with uh, Bill Nelson. Jeez, man, a lot of this Rubio, he just... Uh... Wow! That's yeah, it! it was... Now, That's he a surprise. Back in Nelson, he, but, I think he even had some quote that was something like, this is really? as good of a Democrat as I could ask for. But, I mean, is this is this because he's just pulling it out of his hiney? Or do, do they have research someplace where, you know, the aides come up, uh, come to him or the political whatever committee and they say, look, the, here's what's happening right now. Hit your, hit your wagon uh, to, to Bill Nelson because we show there's a better than – there's a better chance of him being reelected than Scott being able to take over that seat. Or is yeah, it just, no, or is right. it just I, Rubio I, saying, I don't know, I'm just going to say something. No, I don't get the impression that Rubio has a bowel movement without about four or five aides running through opposition research <laughs> uh, firsthand. So, yes, I, I, I think some of that happened. And there's also the fact that Rick Scott was a Trump supporter. Yeah. When you may remember. Yeah, yeah, Marco, yeah. 
Rubio was running for president and got slaughtered in his own home state, by the way. Uh, and, I, and he may also be just reading the tea leaves that says that while nothing's for granted, Bill Nelson's a pretty strong candidate. In fact, when we talk about Democrats being uh, doofuses for the most part, Bill Nelson is the only uh, non-doofus among the group that has uh, won consistently on a statewide basis in the last 20 years. So uh, I, it, it, I think it's still interesting. There's a bit of a risk there. But I don't know if you, if you do the calculus, which is what you're talking about. Maybe some Republicans think he should be stronger, but what do they do? They run away from Rubio? I don't think so. So I don't know that he loses much, but it, it was interesting. So when it comes to the gubernatorial race in in Florida, who's ma- who's making who who do you see advancing along? I I so far like this Levine character out of uh, out of Miami Beach, the former mayor of Miami Beach. But I, I, granted, I'm not that pay, paying much attention to the other ones. Yeah, well, and you're paying. I mean, I don't know if it. Just if it's the only reason you're paying attention, but one of the reasons you're paying attention, he's the only one who's got a, a well, I almost said a bad word, a, a bunch of money, uh, and he's uh, <laughs> you mean on a, like a blank load of money? Yes, that's right. Okay, all right, I got it. It's got, okay. He's got a ton of money uh, that he's putting out ads, so which is which is pretty yeah, strong, and and all of a sudden his numbers skyrocket, and and you just in modern politics cannot underestimate the power of money. That is that is how Rick Scott got elected, a, a guy who most pundits would have bet their house. Would not. The only thing he was known for was being involved with the biggest, you know, healthcare fraud in the history of the United States. And hey, he's now our governor because he brought about fifty million dollars. So Levine's got that. Um, I, I, I think I, I I find this Chris King from Orlando intriguing. I think he's got a fresh. Uh, who is he? Point. I mean, who's Chris King? And the- he is a. He's from Winter Park. He is run affordable housing uh, business. He's made a lot of money uh, in the, in the private sector, which I think there's a certain segment that finds that somewhat uh, attractive right. sort of the, the, the the business. And he's the one that sort of brings this. I'm not running from uh, uh, Christian roots. Instead of instead, what I'm doing is I'm taking it back from uh, the conservatives who have warped it into something ugly. And I'm saying that uh, everything about my face says we got to take care of the poor. We got to educate our kids. We got to invest in culture, all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I, I don't know, Andrew Gillum, I'm not sure how he gets there. He's, he's the, guy, the mayor of Tallahassee who has really been ballsy and like sort of taken on the NRA before he was even running as mayor. Uh, there was some stink in Tallahassee. I don't know whether he gets a lot of money. So I, I think Gwen Graham ends up being one who's sort of the top two, no matter how you slice it, just because of uh, her history as a member of Congress, and her father was uh, one of the most popular politicians in the history of Florida. Yeah, and you think that really counts Senate. anymore? I mean, certainly, I remember when, when her father was the governor, and uh, I thought uh, by any measure he was a pretty good governor, but, you know, so many people have moved into the Sunshine State since Bob Graham, you know, left office. Well, he was in the Senate as well. I mean, we have seen his face. I'm just wondering whether Floridians make that connection to, oh, yeah, I remember the father when he was governor. I don't think it makes that much of a difference, because if it did, there was a guy who you've probably forgotten named Bud Childs, uh, who ran for governor and finished as yeah. a uh, basically a, a, an ink stain on the on the highway. Uh, I mean, he didn't even register, and, and and he was of course the son of Lawton Childs, who was another quite uh, famous, famous governor. But I think it opens doors, and she's also an incumbent. Uh, excuse me, not incumbent, a former member of Congress herself. Uh, so she's got access to a lot of uh, support. And the thing that she has done that I think she is hoping will resonate is she has really wrapped her arms around teachers. Excuse me, education. She's a former teacher herself 
and I think that will resonate. But it does. It's looking like gun issues are going to rise to the top. So anyway, that's on that's on the Democratic side. Uh, on the Republican side, it's still not set yet. Richard Corcoran is the one who's the House Speaker, uh, who's widely expected uh, to get into it. But Adam Putnam and Ron DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis is a congressman from Jacksonville, and right. Ron De, uh, Adam Putnam is our. Uh, Agriculture Commissioner, both of them are just going to have a ton of money, and Adam Putnam has been in politics since he was, you know, came off the citrus farm in Polk County. So uh, both of them have a decent chance. All right. What's coming up in the next column? I have, yeah, well, Seminole uh, County may be getting their act together for, yeah. uh, for next year. And then t- in Sunday's column, I'm looking at a little bit about how special needs populations have uh, been shafted. I wrote about a family three years ago that's, uh, as an example of how they weren't getting the care they needed. It was a nice response, and that that family got the care they needed after that. But there's about 20,000 other people who don't, and I'm going to make the case we can do better. All right, there you go. We'll be reading. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. My Welcome pleasure. back. Thanks, guys. Scott Thank Maxwell, you. he writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Coming up next, it will be Sabrina with the Shot Doctor in a Wednesday edition of Shot Doctor Casting Call on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.